What's up, party people? Joe Morado, We Are Apes Development. If you're tuning in this week, you are catching up with us at episode 12. Been a pretty good, pretty good pace so far, pretty good topics. Last week, we talked about medicating children. It was a pretty heavy topic, so this week I wanted to do something a little bit different. Back to doing a solo reel. Uh, I'm going to talk to something I'm pretty passionate about, something that I think that... There's lots of misconceptions about, and that is tattoos. So this week we're going to be talking about tattoos, tattooing, uh, what it is, where it comes from, the stigma attached to it, common misconceptions. Um, I don't know. Obviously, I'm, I'm a big fan of tattoos and tattooing and have been ever since I was a real little kid. I'm going to share some of my experience with that experience with friends and relatives and connections to tattoos and the significance of tattoos. I think that people overlook lots of different factors and layers to common practices and common uh, connections to tattooing and what tattoos really do signify and what they mean to different people and their uses, right? There's different uses for tattoos. So I'm going to do what I do every week and we're going to talk about the basic definition of what a tattoo is. I'm going to really get into the history of tattooing, um, at least to give you guys an idea of how long tattoos have been around. And then I'm going to give you a brief history of tattoos in North America and tattooing in North America. And then we're going to get into the different types of tattoos, different significances, different meanings of tattoos. And then I'm going to get into something a little more opinion-based, I guess, a little bit more based on my experience and, and things like that. So I'm going to jump right into it. Tattoos are... By definition, a form of body modification made by injecting ink, dyes, or pigment into the dermis layer of the skin. Uh, tattoos can be decorative with no specific meaning at all. Uh, you know, countless people have gone into tattoo shops from as far back as the, uh, the early 1900s. People have gone into tattoo shops and just picked a picture off the wall. I want that butterfly or that heart or the, you know, the heart that says mom on the chest or the heart on the arm, on the, on the arm that says mom. Um, but then there are tattoos that have way more significance and way more meaning. Uh, before I get into all of that, I want to do want to get into some of the, the, like the real history one of the thought, one of the facts that I, you know I've done research like I do every week, done my homework, and one of the most interesting things that I found out about tattoos is that tattoos have been recorded on recorded and being found on ancient mummified remains, um, some of the oldest ancient mummified remains that have ever been discovered have been found to have tattoos, images actually imprinted on the bodies. One of the oldest 
sets of remains that's ever been discovered to contain tattoos was found in the Alps is dated back to 3250 BC. And that body has a recorded 61 tattoos or images on the skin, embedded in the skin. Uh, and that was found in the glacial, in the glacial ice in the Alps. Um, the other ancient remains that were found dating back to 3351 BC were found in Egypt. And it was one of the first bodies to have pictorial images tattooed on the skin. So actual glyphs and hieroglyphs were, were tattooed on the skin on that body found in Egypt back dating back to 3351 BC. So for thousands of years throughout the world, bodies have had tattoos or images imprinted on them. Uh, for different different meanings and different reasons of significance. Uh, I'm going to talk about North America specifically in the history of tattoos in North America, uh, you know, dating back to the the 1800s and, and Europeans uh, and, and European and especially in the in the eastern islands and in South Southeast Asia. Uh, the the Asian Pacific Islands, um, Polynesian Islands, tattoos have been recorded for for hundreds and hundreds of years. But early early Europeans and early what they call it pre Columbus pre Columbian Americas, Native Americans were found to be practicing tattooing. Different tribes in different areas of the country uh, had all kinds of symbols and, and markings tattooed on them for different things, different rites of passage. Some signified being hunters, some signified being protectors of their villages, um, some, some signified status or rank within their tribes. <clears throat> the first recorded professional tattoo shop in the United States was... In the early 1870s, a German immigrant, believe it or not, opened up a shop in the early 1870s. A guy by the name of Martin Hildebrandt served as a Union soldier in the Civil War and tattooed many other soldiers during that time. So this guy opened the first professional tattoo shop recorded in U.S. history in the 1870s and he was a union soldier in the civil war tattooed lots of other soldiers at that time tattoos were done manually by hand with a tamping or stamping process usually with a wing bone from a bat believe it or not and this is this is transferred over from tribesmen and from the polynesian islands uh, they actually did hand tamping tattoos and some of these tattoos or at that time, these tattoos were considered to be rare because of that, because they were done by hand and because of the rarity, they were expensive. I thought this was super interesting, by the way. So because of the rarity and because of the difficulty of doing the tattoos by hand, 
it was an expensive uh, an expensive service. It was an expensive thing. So it was actually considered a mark of wealth for you to have a tattoo or to be able to afford a tattoo. So soon after the Civil War, tattoos actually became fashionable among upper class young adults. Go figure. So rich young people uh, created a trend that getting tattoos was like a, a a mark of status. Like you had money. If you had a tattoo, you had money. Which is so interesting because in my day and age and growing up as a as a youth in the in the 70s and 80s in in southern california uh you know when i was coming up it was criminals and bikers and and uh or people in the military that had tattoos and really had nothing to do with it which ironically historically that is the trend so what happened is tattoos were a mark of status and wealth until the creation of the first electric tattoo machine. With the creation of the invention of the electric tattoo machine, uh, the popularity of tattoos among the wealthy dropped off. Because the machine made tattoos cheaper and easier to do and to get, it eliminated the status symbol that was attached to it. So, ironically enough, after the Civil War, if you had a tattoo, you had money. And people, it was a flex. To be like, yeah, I've got this tattoo, blah, 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 because I know a guy who knows a guy who got me in an appointment to get this tattoo. Then it became everyone could do tattoos because we had these electric tattoo machines. And so it shifted from being a status symbol and a mark of wealth to a mark that was typically seen being worn by rebels or criminals. And that's, to me, that's just kind of, symbolic of the United States and Western civilization, how, how popularity and trends shift and how literally one decade, something can be a mark of status and the next decade, it could be a mark of poverty. And, uh, you know, it's life imitating art, imitating life, imitating art. And, uh, this is just another example of that. One of the things that remained traditional for tattoos, though, is for them to be worn by soldiers or servicemen. Um, which actually brings me into how I got interested in tattoos. Most people don't know that my dad was a veteran and that he served in World War II. And he was in the Navy in World War II. And, uh, you know, my parents were much older as I was growing up. And, and as I have friends that watch this podcast... Uh, in California or, or wherever they may be who I grew up with that remember me or remember my 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 family. My my parents were much older. Where most of my friends' dads were in Vietnam, my dad was in World War Two. There was literally that big of a generation gap between my parents and, and the parents of my friends. That being said, my dad was covered with tattoos uh everywhere that we went and, and it it was just part of who he was. Like, I didn't think anything of it. My dad had tattoos all over his arms, on his hands and up and down his arms. And all of them were tattoos that he got in the service during World War II. I mean, in coastal cities and in, in places that he traveled to, he got tattoos in tattoo shops. Now, the tattoos that my dad had were very classic 
one line outline of like a pinup, like, you know, an outline of a woman or an outline of a flashlight. He had dice on his hands. He had a, you know, a, a U.S. Navy tattoo on his forearm. But I thought that my dad was the coolest guy I'd ever seen. He was a short, broad-shouldered East Coast Italian, and uh, he was covered with tattoos, and he was very charismatic and very outspoken. I'm sure that no one can see a resemblance uh, between me and my father. If I put pictures of us side-by-side at the same age, the resemblance is, is uncanny. Anyway, all of that being said, my father was covered with tattoos, and everywhere we went, he was the tattooed guy. And... It made him stand out, and it made him super cool, in my opinion. And, and I idolized my father. I thought he was the coolest man on the planet. And uh, that being said, I wanted to be just like him. So as soon as I was old enough, I wanted to have tattoos. I, I remember being you know, a little, little kid and wanted to be just like my dad and wanted to have big arms and, big ta- and, and tattoos. And, and nobody frowned upon it. Nobody ever looked at my dad like it was a mark of uh, poverty or, I guess because of the age of the tattoos, it was very clear that they were service-related tattoos. I mean, he didn't, you know, he didn't have big elaborate artwork like they do now. Um, Tattoos back then were far more basic and the lining of tattoos and and the complexity of tattoos was far more basic back in, uh, in World War Two, and during that age when he was a young man coming up in the military or in the Navy and getting tattoos. Um, but he still had all of these these pictograms on him. He had all of these this artwork on him. And everywhere we went, people knew him as the tattooed guy. And it was all, you know, acceptable, I guess. It was socially acceptable uh, to be a man his age covered with tattoos. It was very less common for younger people to have tattoos unless they were either in the military or they were criminals. That being said, we, we start to get into from there. We start, I can, I can take us into the significance of tattoos and, and really what they start to symbolize and the affiliation that they have tied to them. So when we start talking about the significance of tattoos and the relevance and the affiliation tied to them. Like with my dad, the affiliation was very clearly military-based. It was very clearly he served in the military. It was a patriotic thing. The tattoos were almost a symbol of his patriotism and his service to the country. I didn't make that connection as a young as a young kid and as a young man. I just saw my dad had tattoos and that made him stand out and that made him cooler than everyone else. Speaking of standing out and the significance of tattoos, lots of cultures still to this day, Polynesian cultures, the 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 islands and and Samoa, specifically a lot of these tribal cultures, it's a rite of passage. It's it's a it's a ritual or a ceremony that they become tattooed and they have these markings tattooed on their skin and they're done in a traditional hand tamped way and it's part of ascension into manhood and it's a part of ascension into becoming an actual tribesman from a from a child to a tribesman and uh and that's just that's just one example of culturally how tattoos are still 
very significant and very much a part of status and symbols of status and and rank speaking to status and rank a lot of tribes and a lot of different cultures wore tattoos on their face or chest or shoulders or arms to mark them as a hunter or a protector of their village a lot of a lot of tribes would mark the kills of enemies with tattoos or significant markings of tattoos so the significance of tattoos and and what they mean to different cultures and what they mean to different people have a wide range of significance speaking to a, a negative aspect you know for identification purposes during the holocaust nazi germany and and the nazis came up with an identification system where they forced holocaust survivors to get serial numbers tattooed on them they were forcibly made to get tattoos of numbers to identify them and so that's a traumatic tragic experience connected to tattoos and tattoo memories and there are still holocaust survivors today walking around with serial number tattoos tattooed on them and you know that's a horrible aspect of it but it's still a part of the history and the significance of tattoos and how they've played a part in our history you know people carry around religious tattoos or or markings or spiritual uh markings or tattoos which is funny in and of itself because a lot of cultures and a lot of ideologies believe that marking the body is a sin or a crime against God, that our bodies are temples, and so that any modification made to the body is a sin or a crime against God. Um, so it's funny to me when I see, when I see people who um, are super religious or are, are religious fanatics and they have religious tattoos because... In and of itself, that's a that's a sin against their their belief or a, a crime against their belief. Uh, I don't I don't fall with either side of that. I think everybody has the right to their own choices with their own bodies and the things that they do to their bodies. Uh, body scarring, body modification has been something that's been around as long as man has been around, as long as human beings have walked the earth. People have marked their bodies and marked their bodies with significance, marked their bodies with a purpose, uh, whether it be for status, identification, recognition, proof of, of bravery, proof of fertility. Uh, people get tattoos as a pledge of their love. They get, you know, people get tattoos with their significant other's name tattooed on them. Uh, how many times have you seen, seen people that have of an ex's name tattooed on their chest or their or their arm or you know hell, I've seen a guy that had a scroll with lines crossed through the names of his girlfriends that he's had tattooed on him it's just uh it's just one more aspect of of our own ridiculousness playing into the significance of spiritual practice cultural practice and how all of these things especially in and in the West, especially in the United States, how we're just a melting pot of everyone else in the world. 
and how our ideas and our practices are also a melting pot of everyone else in the world because we are them right like the united states is literally made up of people who came here from other places um, aside from the native americans who whose birthright is north america we uh we are all we are all visitors and and we we are all uh foreigners to this land and and so therefore the united states especially north america is literally a melting pot of cultures and peoples and bloodlines and practices and ideologies from all over the world just mixing together and that's why it's so funny to me when people are so offended and so uh, up in arms about other people's practices because you live in the land of the free where you can practice whatever you want you can do whatever you want to your body you can worship whatever god you want you can eat whatever you want we have more freedoms than anywhere else in the world and people still want to control what other people do it's amazing to me anyway tangent here we come um we'll talk about freedoms in another episode people get tattoos of amulets and talismans of protection and you see all kinds of symbols and all kinds of things branded on people uh whether it be through ink or through iron people get marks on their bodies to signify different things now i want to talk about some of the the healthy reasons for getting tattoos right like a lot of people don't take into account cosmetic tattoos and how paramount cosmetic tattoos are for people who don't have the ability to grow hair they can get eyebrows tattooed on people that have lost pigment or have been in in accidents or have been burned or have had reconstructive surgery and they can actually get lips tattooed on skin that's been replaced from somewhere else on their body skin grafts people have had reconstructive surgeries and literally had noses and mouths and lips reconstructed with skin grafts and they've literally had lips tattooed on to give them the appearance to look like other people people don't people discount the cosmetic uses for tattoos men and women who have had mastectomies and breast reconstructive surgeries that have had nipples tattooed on and people would never know it means the world to that person to look and feel like a normal person even though they may have had a, a, a fatal illness or a near fatal illness or an accident that caused them to have to have reconstructive surgery or deconstructive surgery and reconstructive surgery to for I, I can only imagine for a woman to be able to be naked in front of a mirror and still feel like a woman because she was able to have reconstructive surgery on her breast and have nipples tattooed on so that from five feet away there doesn't seem to be anything different about her I can only imagine the significance of that and unless you've been that person I don't think that you can appreciate the significance of that but I can appreciate what that must be what that must do for people and I appreciate that there is technology and sciences evolving with tattooing in the tattoo industry 
that have made things like that possible. So we talked about the earliest tattoo shop. We talked about reconstructive surgery. I'm going to jump into... Yeah, I'm going to jump into some other aspects of tattooing that people don't talk about. And so the part that... The stuff I'm going to delve into now is more based on my experience, uh, not something that I've read in a book, not something that I've done research on. It's not history. I want to talk about the therapeutic values of tattoos. I want to talk about the significance of self-harm and how people use tattoos as a means to reassociate and disassociate. You know, some people cut on themselves as a way to cope with emotional pain or emotional anguish or mental illness. People, people cut on their legs, people cut on their arms as a way to feel, as a way to cope. And I don't have that experience, so I can't speak specifically to that. But I have friends who have practiced self-harm. And I have friends who have children who practice self-harm. And I can only imagine what that's like to deal with emotionally. I do know what it's like to disassociate emotionally and to disconnect emotionally. And to use drugs and alcohol to disconnect emotionally. And to self-soothe, to cope. Uh, you know, people smoke a joint, people have a glass of wine or two or have a couple beers or have a couple drinks after a long day of work. And then there are people who don't do that or can't do that. And their way of coping is different. And this is where the lack of compassion and lack of understanding comes into play with most human beings. If they don't understand it, they turn a blind eye to it or they turn their nose up. Oh, that's stupid. Or that person is weak. Or they're just sick in the head. And it's real easy to cast dispersions and to cast judgment like that when you don't know what it's like to walk in someone else's shoes. And I don't know what it's like to, to want to cut on myself or to need to cut on myself to feel or to reconnect physical feeling to emotional or lack of emotional feeling. What I can tell you is that through my own experiences with emotional wounds and trauma, that I have gotten tattoos to connect a memory or to connect a physical wound to an emotional wound that people could not see. It's really easy to judge people for their actions and their behaviors when you can't see what they're going through. And I think that a lot of people... I feel like a huge part of the problem with the world today is that we lack compassion and understanding for an empathy for something that people might be going through. Whether it be loss of a loved one, a sudden death in the family, uh, divorce, relationship, matters of the heart, heartbreak. Heartbreak and matters of the heart is probably one of the most underestimated traumatic it's probably one of the most underestimated traumatic experiences that people go through because everybody handles things differently and everybody feels things differently and everybody processes things differently and sometimes people process things quickly and sometimes people feel things 
very heavily and all at once and they process and they go through it and it's agonizing and it's brief and then sometimes people disconnect they shut down they emotionally shut down and disconnect because it's so traumatizing and so tragic and so sudden that they actually disconnect and disassociate and numb out and I think this happens a lot more than people realize I think that people disconnect from traumatic experiences whether it be uh, an accident whether it be divorce whether it be abuse spousal abuse verbal abuse emotional abuse there's all kinds of traumatic experiences that can happen right Sur surviving an accident and losing someone um, you know I have a fr I have a friend who lost their spouse to COVID and that was sudden and tragic and nobody saw it coming I have a new friend who also lost their spouse to COVID they don't know each other both of them have handled it very differently and you know one has one has moved on with life and started a new life and the other is still not processed and that's a perfect example to me of how differently people process things and experience things and both lost their significant other and their spouse of many years who they had a, a long loving relationship with both have handled it completely differently one has moved on completely and one is nowhere near moving on and nowhere near letting go um, ironically enough one of them gets tattoos and has tattoos and one of them doesn't the significance for me is this I know from my own experiences that I have lost loved ones and gotten a tattoo to signify that to memorialize them so that we don't forget and you know I have other memorial tattoos so that I don't forget other things um, I have significant heartbreak and loss in relationships that I have documented or put onto my skin some of my tattoos symbolize strength some of my tattoos symbolize humor um, all of them are significant to me in some way what I have learned from my own experiences is that when dealing with something emotionally painful or emotionally tragic it helped me to have a physical wound that I could see to have a physical wound that I could take care of at the same time which allowed me to participate in the recovery process physically in caring for an external wound and then it gave me a piece of art to signify that memory or that time um, and I think that a lot gets lost in that and a lot gets overlooked in that I, I have a friend who got a huge tattoo when they went through a, a, an a, a insanely traumatic experience in their life and it was a it was a reconnection for them because they disconnected emotionally and shut down emotionally and couldn't feel anything 
couldn't feel joy, couldn't feel sadness, couldn't feel pain, couldn't feel loss. And getting this tattoo somehow allowed them to reconnect and allowed them to feel again and to feel that physical pain and somehow reconnect emotionally with the physical pain to the emotional. And I can't explain that. It has something to do with our psyche. It has something to do with a real mental connection between physical pain and emotional pain and self-care. And self-care is one of the things that I talk about most on this podcast with regards to getting proper sleep, getting proper diet, getting proper exercise, having a hobby, having something that's just for you, forming positive habits. These are all things that I talk about constantly is self-care, spending time on yourself to take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And that's why I'm so passionate about the tattoo thing, because I do believe that there is a great deal of significance in self-care and healing our own wounds and participating in our own recovery process from emotional wounds just as significantly as and importantly as we would taking care of a surgery, recovering from a surgery. You know, uh, surgery is more often than not a voluntary process. I've had lots of surgeries in the last few years and they've all been voluntary processes. Um, you know, I have a, I've, I had a hip replaced last year. It was probably one of the most traumatic, physically traumatic experiences of my life going through that process. I mean, they literally go in and cut off your femur and attach a new ball joint and insert a new socket into your pelvis so that your hip is completely, your hip joint is completely replaced. And it's a very invasive surgery. It left a huge scar on the side of my hip. Uh, it was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. I, I don't feel, I, I have some limited movement uh, only because that hip will dislocate. And I know that. But other than that, it was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made because I had a physical uh, impairment. I had a hip dysplasia. Funny story. Here we go on that tangent. I know you guys love my tangents. So full disclosure, I had hip dysplasia. I, I didn't know that I had hip dysplasia. I, I went to the doctor at 42 years old and I was complaining about pain in my knee and in, in my hip when I was walking. And it was significant enough for me to go to the doctor. And the doctor said, well, you have hip dysplasia in both hips and you need both of your hips replaced. Now, I will be honest with you at that point, I thought that was a dog thing, hip dysplasia. For those of you that don't know, it is a dog thing, but it's also a human thing. It's just a thing. Hip dysplasia is shallow hip sockets. So a normal person or normal hip socket is shaped like this in your pelvis on both sides and it's significantly deep enough for your femur bone to seat into your hip and then rotate forwards and backwards and in and out with cartilage lubricating and softening the the motion of the joint people with hip dysplasia or animals with hip dysplasia their hip sockets are shallow so only part of the femur bone sits in there which causes the bone to grind down that cartilage faster than normal at a, at a rate like twice as fast. 
So where a normal person's cartilage is made to last 65, 75, 80 years, a person with hip dysplasia's cartilage wears out by the time they're 45. So by the time I went to the doctor, my bone was bone on bone grinding every time that I walked. So I pretty much needed a cane to walk by the time I went to the doctor. So I had to have this big invasive surgery. The point is, is that that healing process and that self-care process that came after was super important to my recovery. And I've had a full recovery to the point where I'm back in the gym and I'm doing leg exercises and using leg machines and even doing squats in the gym again, which is something I never thought I would do. Um, the point is, is that taking care of myself in that recovery process was paramount in coming out the other side and being a healthy human being again. People discount the importance of taking care of emotional wounds the same way. Taking care of emotional trauma the same way. And how this relates to the therapeutic value of tattoos is exactly my point. Is that I know people that have gotten and continue to get tattoos to help them deal with self-care and help them deal with emotional pains and emotional wounds. And some people even practice getting tattoos as a form of self-harm. Uh, instead of cutting on themselves, they'll go and get tattooed to feel pain so that they can feel something to cope with their inability to deal with emotional trauma and emotional struggles. Uh, and you guys might think, this, again, this is one of those things where people might just think that I'm totally full of shit and that it's all bullshit. And that's fine. Um, if you're watching, chances are you think that I, I have a little bit of credibility in the things that I talk about. If you're listening, you believe that I have a little bit of credibility in the things that I talk about. And this is just one more of those things that I have some experience with this. And some of my tattoos are very significant to tragedy and emotional loss and emotional pain. And they're very significant in, in those things. And others are just purely for the sake of body modification, because I think tattoos look cool. Um, as far as the self-care thing goes, I know lots of people that have scars from surgeries. I've thought about getting a zipper tattoo on my scar from my hip because I think it's humorous uh, as if they were just able to unzip the side of my butt cheek and replace the hip. I've also thought about getting some sort of biomechanical tattoo back there to represent my robo hip. Um, the point is, is that the tattoos have a great deal of significance and a great deal of purpose and a great deal of meaning for lots of different people, for lots of different things. And though they're, is still a stigma here and there. They're far more widely accepted than they used to be. I remember there was a time when I lived in the San Fernando Valley back in the early 2000s and I was like one of the most tattooed people that I knew. And then moving back to Huntington Beach later, you know, 2007, 2008, 2009, I was just like everyone else. Everyone was covered with tattoos uh, in Southern California. So, you know, I come, I come to Middle Tennessee, and again, I'm one of the most tattooed people I know. Since I've lived here, many Californians have moved here, which is ironic because I've met lots of people from 
the East Coast from the West Coast that are covered with tattoos and we're all converging. And, and again, here we go with the whole melting pot thing. We're turning Middle Tennessee into the melting pot of, of the people from the East and the West Coast, uh, which only furthers my point that we are them, right? We are the people that everyone despises. Every one of us comes from somewhere else and has a different background and a different experience and a different story. And I think that we all just need to be a little bit more empathetic and a little bit more compassionate because you never know what somebody's going through. You never know what story someone else's tattoos tell. You don't know what kind of trauma or tragedy or loss or meaning is behind the tattoos that you see on someone. So if you're somebody who has a problem with tattoos or thinks that tattoos are a sign of lower class or poor class uh, or lack of class, think again. You could be sitting somebody next to somebody who is an incredible human being who's been through a lot, who actually has a lot to offer you and a lot to teach you. And the, their tattoos may tell a story of significance that may have significance to you and an experience that's significant to helping you get through something that you're struggling with. So be nice to people with tattoos. Uh, I'll say this and, and shut up. I love the meme. There's a meme out there. There's a meme out there that shows Jesus talking to a group of people and Jesus says, love everyone. And someone in the crowd says, even people with tattoos. And Jesus says, yes, even people who ask stupid questions. It's one of my favorite memes on the internet to this day. Jesus says, love everyone, even people who ask stupid questions. So that being said, I don't think that there's such a thing as stupid questions, except for ones that aren't asked. If you want to see me talk about a specific subject or topic, Please let me know in the comments. Let me know in the comments on my YouTube channel. Let me know in the comments on Spotify, any of my streaming services that we that we offer. You can always hit me up at therealjoemorado at yahoo.com. Uh, here we go. I, I'm going to get teased about my email. If you've made it this far, thank you for listening. This has been episode 12 on tattoos. Something I'm passionate about. I know that I kind of rambled. I know I went off on some tangents. It's kind of a late night recording tonight. But I wanted to make sure I got some content out this week. It's going to be a busy week at work. I'm probably not going to work on the website this week. Midget Wrestling, Friday the 17th. Can't wait. I'm sure that I will be talking about that further in the future. Uh, I would love to do an episode on Midget Wrestling. For those of you that, that don't know, it, I'm a huge fan. And uh, I'm going to be a guest referee this coming Friday night. Anyhow, if you've made it this far, this has been episode 12 on Tattoos. If you liked what you heard, like, subscribe, share, sh shoot this link to somebody that you know uh, that is, likes tattoos, that wants, that's interested in tattoos, or would like to hear something about what I had to say. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your love and support. As always, I don't care what you say about me as long as you talk about me. My name is Joe Morado. We are Apes Development. Thanks for watching.